0: What up world? Welcome in and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SP Nations blogging the boys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me of course from BTB. And from Rider is your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, February third, two thousand and twenty-two. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're excited for no real football this weekend. First first weekend with no real Sunday action. Another Pro Bowl is going on, but you know, if you've got, if you've got some chores on the list. Now's the weekend to do them, because obviously next weekend is the Super Bowl. Uh, speaking of, is you know it's kind of the reason why we're gathered here today. Um, all week long, next week at the SB Nation NFL show, where I host a couple of shows as well, uh, we'll have Super Bowl coverage, kind of a virtual radio row, just like we did last year. We'll have a lot of guests that stop on by and talk to us about different things, and we have a very special guest here today. By the way, we will have a very special guest here next week, and we'll see about some guests in between, but at the very least, today, next week's episode of the Ocho, so your next two, kind of this one you're already here obviously um, got some special people coming on uh, this week it is the one and only veteran NFL quarterback Fox NFL analyst you know him you love him Mark Sanchez now I know what you're thinking I'm being totally serious here I was so pumped when I got the opportunity to do this because I have always wanted to ask Mark Sanchez about Dak Prescott if you are new around here maybe you don't remember this if you have followed me since then you obviously do Mark Sanchez was Dak Prescott's primary backup in 2016 during his rookie season. It was reported that Dak was very close with him, that Mark was kind of a mentor to him. I've never gotten an opportunity to ask Mark about this, and so obviously it was something that I had to get to. We obviously talk about the Super Bowl, etc. His time is limited, so it's not the longest interview in the world, but we talk Super Bowl, young quarterbacks, his career, Pizza. That's right. Pizza and Dak Prescott. So I'm not going to hold you back anymore. Let's go ahead and get to it. Here he is. Mark Sanchez, courtesy of the SB Nation NFL show right here on the Ocho. Joining us now on behalf of Papa John's is Fox NFL analyst Mark Sanchez. Mark has teamed up with Papa John's to celebrate its new New York-style pizza and fans' unique pizza rituals with a giveaway of the best prize in pizza. Through February 16th, fans can share their pizza-eating style on Twitter or Instagram with hashtag What's Your Style, hashtag sweepstakes, for a chance to win free pizza for a year. Mark, thanks for joining us on the SB Nation NFL show. Have you ever had pizza for a year as your diet? (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, but I'm about to. I'm trying to win this competition, baby. Uh,
0: you know, um, the, the style that you eat your pizza. Obviously, you're a you know, California guy, New York guy. I imagine you have uh, stoked some flames with this. Um, do, do people really have a lot of thoughts and opinions on how you eat your pizza?
1: Well, I think it's important. Everybody's got their you know, fan allegiance, and everybody's got their allegiance to pizza. And with the Super Bowl being the number one day to order pizza of the year, This is the perfect storm for for figuring out what your style is if you don't have it already. But I'm a New York style guy, thin crust, big slice, fold it in half, dip it in the garlic sauce, sausage, pepperoni. I'm in with whatever or a combo. But, um, you know, I really have an issue with people who use the fork and knife that I can't get down with.
0: Uh, you know, I'll do that if it's if I'm at a restaurant and I've got like somewhere to be, you no, know what I
1: mean? like no. I, I've, if i've I've drawn my- a line in the sand, my heels are dug in. i cannot I cannot relent.
0: You know, Mark, we uh, we differ there, but I, I think we uh, we are probably aligned on some other things. Uh, for what it's worth, Papa <laughs> John's did ask more than 4,000 American football fans in top football cities across the country how they prefer their pizza, and they found that they do prefer New York-style pizza over any other city-specific pizza style. So uh, there you go. Mark, it, it is a Super Bowl in Los Angeles. You're an L.A. guy, obviously USC legend. Uh, is it cool? This has kind of been in the process and the buildup for – uh, I would say five years, but maybe longer than that, as, as the NFL has made its way back out to the West Coast. Is this everything that you kind of dreamed it would be? You obviously have a lot of experience with high-quality games uh, in that particular place.
1: Well, it's it's interesting, and and um, now that you bring it up, I mean, you got to understand people my age, so I'm 35, but right around my age range, there hasn't been a team in L.A. for a long time, and I I benefited from that because I went to USC at a time when the program was great. We were on top. And we were like an NFL franchise for all intents and purposes. And we were a big draw and a big attraction in Los Angeles. But you have to remember, you got the Lakers, you got the Clippers, you got the Kings, you got the Dodgers, you got uh, the Sparks, you know, women's sports, you got it all. So plus the beach, mountain, deserts, all right here. A lot of other attractions. I'm just I'm thankful that football's back in L.A. Uh, with the Chargers and Rams. I'm thankful that we got a hometown team in a hometown Super Bowl, and that makes two years in a row with Tampa last year. That's impressive. First time, you know, second time really in NFL history. That's huge. Um, but it, it took a little while to get going because, because there's so, so many other attractions and so many other draws for people's attention. So um, it, it's, I, I think SoFi is going to be one of those iconic places like the Rose Bowl, like the Coliseum. It's just going to take a little time, and, and this is a great first step.
0: You mentioned, obviously, back-to-back years that the home team, uh, I know the Rams are technically the visiting team, but it has hosted the Super Bowl. If not for the delay that you kind of talked about, that doesn't happen because SoFi was originally set to host the Super Bowl last year, and then right. they swapped with Tampa. So if not for that, maybe you know maybe the Bucks play there last year, the Rams are in Tampa right. this year. So fate can be a funny thing. Uh, fate has smiled, obviously, on the Rams and the Bengals. Your thoughts on the two teams that will be playing on Super Bowl Sunday?
1: Well, I just love where both of these teams are at. Let's start with the Bengals. They're the consummate underdog, you know, and and everybody doubts them. Everybody second guesses them. But I'll tell you what, that quarterback they got, Joe Burrow, that dude doesn't flinch. Coming off an ACL injury, taking nine sacks in a divisional game after winning a thriller, uh, you know, at home against uh, the Raiders the week before. I mean, the guy just stands in the pocket, takes a beating, delivers the football accurately, outduels Patrick Mahomes in an AFC championship game. I mean, this guy's ex- ascending at this incredible rate. Um, you know, if he goes in and wins this thing, that that might be the best first couple of years of a quarterback we've seen because he's doing a lot. It's not like, you know, when I came in my first year and we had an incredible rushing attack, we had, you know, an incredible defense and in special teams and I had to get some timely completions. This dude's throwing for 300 plus every week putting the ball up in the air 40 plus times. I mean, he's doing it for this team and he's doing it with a great supporting cast, but a young supporting cast. So this team's going to be around for a while. Now you look at the other squad and it's all experience. Other than, you know, being in these big playoff games, they got a ton of experience just on their roster. Guys from different parts of the league, former Super Bowl champs, a guy like Matt Stafford at the helm, who's been through the fire in Detroit, was refined by that and now is realizing God, I don't have to do it all. I can delegate some of this responsibility to the best receiver in football and Cooper cup. We'll see how Higby is this week. If he's going to give it a go, but that's a big loss for him. If he's not there. And remember Odell Beckham, the teams that were in on his sweepstakes, right? The Odell Beckham sweepstakes were the Packers, the Bucks, and the Rams. If you don't think those other two teams wish they had him at the end of the year. And when he came to LA, he was just icing on the cake. Then he became a necessity So what an incredible run they've had. What an incredible move they made late in the year. Same thing with Von Miller. But it seems like the Rams are like one of one, right? 31 other teams do it a different way. The Rams say, hey, screw these first couple rounds of picks. I want guys who've done it in the league, who fit our style personality-wise, and have proven they can play at this level. I don't want to have to develop somebody. We'll do it a little bit on the back end of the draft. But I want guys who, who are known commodities. Bring those guys here. We'll go make a run at the Super Bowl. And it's their second one in four years. It's impressive.
0: I think that's very well said. Very well analyzed. Um, almost as if you do this for a living, uh, Mark. You, you talked about <laughs> Joe Burrow um, and and obviously having a high level of success already in his second season. Something that you know a great deal about. You mentioned uh, before we started recording, um, you saw my background and all the Cowboy stuff. I cover the Cowboys here at SB Nation, and you were a part of the Cowboys in 2016 during yep. Dak Prescott's rookie year. And I remember, and I feel like this isn't talked about enough. The, you know, and I don't want to speak for you or your relationship, but the mentorship role you had. Um, I, I think a really powerful moment was when you guys played the Packers in the divisional round. Dak didn't even watch Dan Bailey's game-tying field goal. In fact, he, he just looked at you. Um, and and I, f- I thought that was such a powerful connection and relationship that the two of you had. And I remember reading at the time that you spoke to Dak, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, about this, this type of success this early on is not normal. Um, you, you, you will experience – the NFL will bite back. Can you just kind of talk about that and, and where Dak is and where you've seen him kind of progress in his career?
1: Yeah, I, I got to say I was so proud of him. And everywhere I went when I was no longer the starter and was helping a young guy, whether it was him or Trubisky or anybody else, I, you know, had a you know, conversation right away just saying, hey, man, I got a ton of experience. I know what I know. I'm happy – to, to help you in any way I can. But if you're going to let me do that, I'm going to call out everything I see, whether it's bad body language, whether it's, you know, I'm going to challenge you verbally, I'm going to challenge you privately to get the best out of you. That's the only thing I know. If at any point, you don't want this, totally understand you're not going to hurt my feelings. I've been around long enough. I know how it works. You just let me know. And Dak was a sponge, man. He wanted every bit of information. He wanted every film review. He wanted every film session. It was so fun to watch a guy that was so eager. And, you know, it's like a puppy with big paws, you know, you know, he's going to be big and coordinated in this big monster of a dog when he gets older and he's and he's just a little puppy. He doesn't even realize it yet. And so It was, uh, I was so proud of him for that, what should have been a game winning field goal until Aaron Rodgers goes and makes that incredible third and long rollout to the left. I mean, I was, I don't know who was more crushed because I was just dying inside for Dak. Um, But, you know, where he's at right now, he's exactly where he needs to be. I think he's playing so well. They're winning games because of him, coming off of his gruesome injury, signing the big deal, so much expectation, playing for America's team. I mean, it's a lot like playing in New York. And and I thought that was a good fit for us early on because I could give him some of that perspective and and remind him that you're going to get criticism, whether it's fair or unfair. It's going to be there. So whatever you do, whatever, if you want to do a GQ shoot, if you want to do a commercial, if you want to, whatever it is, just understand it's coming. What are you comfortable putting yourself out there with? What what level of criticism are you comfortable with? Because you're going to get it on the football side no matter what, just by wearing the star on your helmet. Now, everything off the field, and we've had those discussions as well, and I thought he's handled that really well, whether it's, you know, Chunky Soup or all the ads he's done, the stuff he's done as an ambassador for mental health. I mean, that's the kind of guy he is. That speaks volumes about him as a person. Now, listen, they just – they were close against the 49ers. They kind of ran into a buzzsaw, it seemed like, and, and really just a sloppy game. Too many penalties. Um, that, that was the biggest thing that stood out to me, uh, other than you know building the stadium uh, you know east to west instead of <laughs> north and south because <laughs> of the sun. That was crazy. When they showed that look on TV, I knew exactly what they were talking about because I remember being there for those afternoon games, and it's a pain in the butt when that sun's blaring in there. But um, I thought Dak is – I think he's navigating it well. And uh, he's he's got all the scrutiny in the world on him, but uh, he handles it like a true pro and takes responsibility and he's a heck of a player. He'll be just fine.
0: That's well said, Mark. Uh, I thought the the puppy thing was really precious, actually, the big pause. Uh, so uh, that was a really cool analogy. I'll steal that someday. Uh, Mark Sanchez, again, Fox NFL analyst working with Papa John's here. Make sure to use hashtag what's your style, hashtag sweepstakes for a chance to win free pizza for a year. Mark, hope you enjoy your pizza on Super Bowl Sunday um, and you know whenever else, whenever you got your pizza going on. Um, and appreciate you taking the time to join us here on the SB Nation NFL show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me want to give a big-time shout-out, big-time thank you to Mark Sanchez for taking the time to join us. And again, if you don't, please do consider subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show. I host shows over there on Mondays and Thursdays where we talk about the league as a whole. There are obviously shows every single day. Same formula that we use here at Blogging the Boys. I subscribe there, I subscribe here, leave a rating, write a review. Those things go a very long way at helping us out. But I loved that answer from Mark. I really did. And I don't Think that many people get what it's like to be Dak Prescott and the burdens that come uh, from the fame associated with being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, but Mark gets it, obviously, having done it in the New York market for the New York Jets. Um, You know, when Mark did it, he was. You know he was kind of the second coming of, of I would say the second coming of Joe Namath, but he was kind of the first big thing and this really loud, uh, not loud, but this this really notable personality coming from USC, this big time you know figure, this big time face, first round pick. I mean there was a lot going on, and obviously Mark had a very very loud, actually loud head coach in Rex Ryan. So I do think that the advice he he had for Dak Prescott five years ago was instrumental in who Prescott has become. Uh, so great insight, great analysis there. Uh, yeah, next week I do think you're going to enjoy the. Episode episode. I think you're going to enjoy the guest. Lots of fun stuff coming your way. That's for sure. I can promise you we have at the very least a guest you will enjoy next week but we might sprinkle some stuff throughout uh, we'll have obviously a lot of guests at the ESPN NFL show not every one of them is Cowboys related but we'll do what we can to wrangle up uh, you know, some former Cowboys current Cowboys maybe for you, uh, you know, to hopefully hear from so my name is Joe Joey you can hear me uh, here at Blogging the Boys on the ESPN NFL show you can also watch this interview with Mark Sanchez on the Blogging the Boys YouTube channel as well as a number of other things that we put out throughout the week you can also watch the NFC East mixtape we got a lot of requests to put that on YouTube so we went ahead and finally did that Uh, You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at rjocho. Did I already say that? I don't know. It's been a long day. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Next up in your podcast feed, you have Riled Up with Tom Ryle and Roy White. Tomorrow, you got girls talking boys with Kelsey, Charles, and Meg Murray. And like I've been saying, we have some some tidying up that we're doing around the podcast network that we should have set to start after the Super Bowl, so be on the lookout for that. Go Bengals! But of course, we'll talk before then. Uh, Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. I hope you have... I hope you have the best Thursday ever. I hope you have the greatest Thursday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.